Okay. Let's add her in. Perfect. Hey! Hey! How, How are, are you? you? I'm good. Good, good. Yes, yes. Looking cute. Okay, with the orange hair. Thank <laughs> I you, love it. Thank you. Um, so you know, you know how lives work. People just gonna come in and out. So we're just gonna um hop into it, and I'll save it to IGTV and upload it to our YouTube as well. So oh, okay, awesome. Yes. All right. So hello and welcome to Freedom Revamp. This is Courtney, obviously, and um today we are going live with Miss Maya Saint Odd of She Talks Movement. Hi guys. So for those of you who don't know what Freedom Revamped is, it is a, we are a blog and podcast dedicated to helping others discover their sense of freedom and kind of navigate through their freedom journeys. But um, I want to give Maya an opportunity to talk about She Talks Movement and what they stand for. Okay. Thank you guys. Um, I'm super excited to be here. I'm, I just, I can't wait to, um, hear what comes, questions that come in. So just a little bit about me. Again, my name is Maya Singrod. I'm the founder and creator of She Talks Movement and a little bit about the community. She Talks Movement is by and for women of color. More specifically, we talk a lot about healing, but healing in all aspects of our lives. Healing is the foundation of everything. And we just kind of move from there. So one of the newest things that we will be introducing into our community is financially how that applies um, in terms of our healing journey and what that looks like. So that is just a little bit about me and the community. Thank you for having me, Courtney. Yes, yes thank you for joining. But um, I absolutely love She Talks. I've been following you guys for a minute now. So having mm -hmm. you on um, this platform is just super important to me. And the Did y'all still hear me when it paused? No, no, no. I couldn't hear you. Okay, sorry. So for those of you who don't know, to be talking. Sorry, people okay. keep calling me. But um, we we're going to be talking about mental health and why it is important. Okay. So um, Maya, I want you to tell us a little bit about your mental health journey. Like for yeah. me, um, it's been something that is important to me simply because I went through depression I've had anxiety so tell us a little bit about your mental health journey and you know how you've kind of navigated through it yeah that's a great question um are we want to like go as far back in terms of when I was first introduced to mental health and how I kind of knew I needed some counseling and help or are we going to talk about kind of a little bit later in my life. Let's talk about my story. <laughs> let's talk about um, the beginning, like how you were introduced to it. Let's start there. Okay. Yeah. So I definitely started becoming more aware in terms of what mental health is and I guess the different triggers that was happening in my life. And for me, I've always been overweight. I've always been darker. Um, I grew up in Pennsylvania, so of course I went to a predominantly white school, and so I wasn't ever favored. I never saw my representation. 
in terms of teachers and even in terms of like some of my friends they were lighter than I was right mm -hmm. and I started feeling the effects of that and again you know I grew up in a household that was super pro-black I mean black panthers as grandparents like super pro-black so going into a predominantly white area and you're like no like I definitely am beautiful but you're constantly told no you're not beautiful no you're not this or you're overweight and you know you're not you're not as attractive that was kind of my first indicator like wow this is heavy for me this is a lot for me and that's when I realized like your mind has a huge part to play in terms of the way you see yourself and the way you show up in the world so I know for me I started wearing a lot of black more to camouflage. It just ended up becoming my favorite color, if you notice. But I definitely started wearing black a lot more to camouflage my body. Um, you know, wasn't wearing bathing suits a certain way. Definitely um, my body confidence and even in my confidence, and again, into my skin color, was one of the contributing factors into poor mental health. Then I was diagnosed with fibromyalgia at the age of 16. It's a chronic illness. I'm not going to get into it, but I was diagnosed with that at the age of 16 and I was out of school for three months. So imagine being a 16 year old, you just turned 16 and you're out of school. People are thinking you're pregnant. I mean, so many assumptions just started yeah. to arise. And as a 16 year old, it was a lot for me to take on and to handle so I didn't tell people I had fibromyalgia, I think not even until I was in college uh, when I moved down here to Georgia. So again, the weight of that was another thing that kind of piled on in terms of my mental health. And then again, so I got to a really good place when I moved here to Georgia about, you know, going into my freshman year at Kennesaw. And I started doing yoga. I started, you know, definitely taking more heat into my body. I lost a lot of weight and I was feeling really great. And then endometriosis happened 2018. And that again was like a total downward spiral for me. And I really had so much guilt and so much shame around certain things that I did during that period of time in my life. Um, and again, I went into this hole where I wasn't talking to people. I was isolating from people and I'm still kind of getting out of that hole, but it definitely, I realized that when I had chronic illnesses and realizing how that kind of was a full circle moment, it all had to do with my body confidence. That has been my trigger. Like if I'm not confident in my body, you know, and, and living with endometriosis and fibromyalgia, you're bloated, you're tired, you're fatigued. And I mean, it just, my confidence levels just were, were not there. So that was a heavy contributor in terms of my mental health. I did want to commit suicide um, March 20th. I was 16. That was like one month after I was diagnosed with fibromyalgia because I was just like, I can't do this anymore. And um, a couple of months ago, I definitely was like, yeah, you know, I, I can't do this anymore. And this is when I was in the deepest, darkest parts of my endometriosis. And so I did. So I'm very open and honest about suicide and understanding like, yeah, when you are in extreme amounts of pain, when you feel like you don't have anywhere else to go, 
that's kind of where my head went. And then I realized, like, you have to do something about it. You have to change. Yeah. For me, um, like I said, I struggled with my mental health for a while, and I'm only 19. And, you know, in the Black community, it's not mm-hmm. something that's talked about, especially for someone who, like me, yeah. grew up in church. Yeah. It's like, oh, no, we don't want to touch that subject. Mm-hmm. But um, a lot of my mental health and confidence and, and really my mental health issues stem from, like you said, confidence. Yeah. Um, I didn't really have love for myself simply because um, I grew up in a single parent household. So my dad wasn't in my life the mm-hmm. way I saw my friends' dads in their life. So there was a part of me that always wondered, you know, are my parents not together because of me and I've heard a lot of Mm -hmm. other um single parent household children say the same thing it's like okay was it me was there something I could have done and just um for me I had to unlearn that there was nothing I could have like I'm a child there was nothing I could have done to make them stay together or there was nothing I did that made them not stay together Mm -hmm. so that was something um that I had to learn but um I did want to ask you what is mental health to you like how do you know when you're in the space that your mental health is good yeah um so mental health in terms of like when i'm being proactive when i'm good it's this sense of peace for me and this understanding that i'm gonna have moments where it's like up and down Mm -hmm. but i know and i always say it's about this proactivity that to me is what mental health is i was very reactive so, no, I had no idea I was going to be diagnosed with endometriosis or fibromyalgia. But I was very reactive. So I would get aggressive. I would get angry. I would get super loud. But understanding that proactivity to me, right, and in terms of my mental health, is articulating how I feel yeah. when I'm in pain and understanding this is my life understanding you know people can choose to be a part of this experience with me or not it's cool it's fine but to me it's about being proactive and understanding like okay yoga works for me and I had to learn that I had to learn meditation works for me I had to learn that working out works for me in terms of my mental health because it gives me a break from from the stimulation of the world stimulation Mm -hmm. of being on your phone the stimulation of typing and, and working and again, I realized, like, what it, what can I do to be as proactive as possible? And that has been what mental health is. What are those things, those tools that I can use when I'm not feeling the greatest? Awesome. I love that. I think for me, I know that I'm mentally well or that I'm taking care of my mm-hmm. mental health. Like you said, when I'm at peace, when I don't feel the weight of my friends or the weight of my mom or the weight of the world. Yeah, <laughs> on me because of oh, 2020. Like I, I, I've just been saying that lately. 2020. But, um, <laughs> so you mentioned tools. I know you mentioned yoga and working out. What are some other tools that you use to um, help take care of your mental health? Yeah. Um, so I started scheduling days at the end of the month where I don't when I'm off of social media, I'm not interacting with people because I realize I need to recharge and, re-re- and you know, rest. Um, and I don't care. Like I take off work every single month because my thing is, is like, yes, you know, you don't want to be that person to think that you're not replaceable, but even, even if you're the CEO of a business, you're replaceable. 
right? And it's this idea that what can you do in order to be the most productive and to be the most energetic when you're going to work and when you're doing work and understanding like not sludging through your job. So I definitely take off work um, off of social media at the end of every single month. Um, spend time with my family. That's a great one. I'm a movie goer. Like in my family, anytime shit would hit the fan, we'll watch a movie. Fun fact, we used to watch Rush Hour and that used to be our movie. Like, I mean, shit would hit the fan, but the minute we watched that, like as a family, like all our troubles was gone. I don't, that's really weird. But that is something that I love to do. Like I spent most of this day, hey Tori, I spent most of this day and this week just watching movies because I needed, I was in a lot of pain with my endometriosis. I told you guys that uh, on Tuesday and I was just like, you know what? Like I can't, be on here as much I would love to so I just had to take time away definitely journaling and I realized tbh I'm not someone who likes to journal like pen and paper so mm -hmm. I was like I'll type it out so I started like typing dear god letters <laughs> to god because I just felt mm -hmm. like that worked for me a little bit better because I'm always on the computer and I type faster and I think faster than I write so I just like type it out but those are two things that I do in terms of tools for my mental health. Got you. For me, um, like you said, like journaling, I ch it's crazy because I'm a blogger, but journaling yeah. for me is just not like, I feel like it's because I'm trying to force myself to sit there and write something. So I just have to let it come when it comes. Yeah. Um, but for me, like I was talking about, part of my mental health issues came from not loving myself and feeling like I wasn't loved. So for me, I sur literally surround myself with people that love me. So like you were saying, your mm -hmm. family, like my family, I can be having the worst day. And yeah. then, you know, we have like Sunday dinners or brunch mm -hmm. or something. And I go over there and it's like, it never happened. Like you said, it like it never happened. Yeah. Um, but I also had to learn to accept the love that was being given to me because in the midst of me not loving myself or not feeling love, when people tried to show it, I would reject it. Mm. So learning to accept love is a huge part of my um what I use to um help me with my mental health. And also there are negative coping mechanisms. Like yeah. everybody always talks about coping. One of my negative ones was I used to sleep because sleeping, mm. like when you're asleep, you don't have to think about it. Yeah. And I mean that is a way to cope but it's not the yeah. healthiest like it's not a productive way so did you have any negative coping mechanisms before mm -hmm. you discover your positive ones and if so how did you realize that they were negative yeah that's a really good question um and again like i'm really open honest and candid i would eat like excessively eat um i'm so much better now because you know i've learned my body in terms of like that's not good for me and it's painful for me so I'm really good in terms of that but I used to eat a lot um I used to drink and smoke a lot like not just drink to just be like oh how like a little no I would get drunk like I would get drunk and my best friend one day and I mean this changed my entire the entire thing she said why do you do this like why are you getting drunk and she was like, there has to be a reason. And I said, I would get drunk just to be blackout drunk. And mm -hmm. so, again, it was a moment for me. Because, again, when you're living with fibromyalgia, when you're living with endometriosis, any form of chronic illness, 
you're in constant pain. People may not see it. People don't, you know, you don't talk about it as much because it's something you live with every single day. So those moments that I could just drink to get blackout and I didn't feel anything but a hangover, I, I was like, I'm all for this because that's the only thing I felt. Yeah. And I realized I was so unhealthy and I wasn't enjoying the drink. And I was like, you know what? If I'm going to drink, so technically I was sober. I was sober from April until a couple of weeks ago. Um, but I only had a sip of a drink and I was like, I'm good. You know, like I'm now more of a casual drinker. But again, before I would just get blackout drunk and not want to feel anything like I just wasn't there. So I definitely think those were negative coping, you know, mechanisms and tools that I was using just ineffectively. <laughs> so a lot of people, like a few people were asking me when I first started Freedom Revamp, mm -hmm. they were asking what type of um, topics I would cover and mm -hmm. why. Like, that was one of the main things my sister asked me. She was like, because they have to be relevant to the topic of yeah. freedom. Yeah. So why do you think talking about mental health is important to a freedom journey? Why do you think taking care of your mental health is important? Yeah. So I, I think that taking care of your mind, taking care of, again, your mental health and having these proactive steps um, it really provides you this opportunity. We talked about this yesterday, the intentionality of space. Yeah. And so I've created a safe space for me in which, again, the outside world can be like burning down. But I promise you, and I said this, I think on one of my stories, I will see my face. Like that's a mindset thing for me. And it's a habit for me. It's clearing for me. It clears my pores. And it's my time for me to think just me and whatever activity I'm doing, not just me and everything else, right? So I created very intentional habits that are proactive and that really help me in terms of articulating what I want. Yes, I'm going to get mad. Yes, I'm going to get angry. Like, that's inevitable. We're human, right? Mm -hmm. But I'm more conscious of it now and understanding, like, okay, if you got an attitude, that's not my problem. I'm just going to walk away. I'm going to act like, no. Nah. You know, and again, instead of being reactive and being like, oh, so you got an attitude, now nah, I'm going to have an attitude. Understanding, like, I can't do that. You know, like, what is it? How is this protecting your peace? Or is it not? And if it isn't, then I need to let it go and walk away. And that's what freedom provides, that free will, that choice to choose my peace over whatever temporary situation. Yes, I love that. Y'all... I just, <laughs> you always bring everything that we are needing to hear. So um, for me, I always think about what if, and it's not good to think about them, but sometimes it is because it can help you prepare if you do it in the right way. So if you ever find yourself back in a space where you're like, this is not the mentally well version of Maya, what will you do to help yourself get out of that space and into your more free space? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I asked this question on Tuesday. Who am I supposed to be in order to be successful? And I asked myself that. And I say, because I, I know who successful Maya is, because, you know, my success is freedom. That's always what it's been. So my version of me in my head that is successful takes care of her mental health is proactive in her mental health and understands that every situation in life is temporary, every single thing, right? Mm -hmm. And understanding like you're gonna get 
through this. You're going to go through rough patches, but you're resilient. And so speaking words of affirmation, definitely asking myself that question and then taking a step back to rest and then reevaluate and then take action. I'm not the type of person like, okay, I'm going to write this down and then I'm going to take action. I need to meditate on it, rest, and like, then I'll go forward. Yes, yes, love all of that. So to kind of piggyback off of that, if there is someone who's watching this right now that maybe hasn't been taking care of their mental health, Mm -hmm. what tips would you give to them to start working on their mental health journey? Yeah, that's a good question. I definitely would say you, wherever you are, grant yourself grace. Um, Don't attach your mental health to any sort of shame or guilt. You may not be in the right place, and that is okay, because there's a learning lesson in that season and in that time period that you're in. Things may be hard. Things may be tough but you're alive. And so again, I like to break things down in terms of very, very simple. If you are, you know, you're like, I don't have no money. I'm just not going anywhere. Whatever you're thinking, whatever thoughts are coming to the surface, the only thought that I want you to think right now is I'm alive and I'm breathing and leave it at that. I think oftentimes we think, again, like we need to be taking action, but the simplest, the simplest action we can take is reminding ourselves that we're alive. And the meaning behind you being alive is means that your purpose on this yeah. earth is not done. So if you choose to rest and watch Netflix all day, then that's fine. Because there might be a lesson in that. And that lesson might be, you know what? Entertainment is a great form, a great form of relaxation for you, or it's not a great form of relaxation for you. Watching Netflix for me is. I'm literally way more creative when I'm, you know, plugged into the entertainment world. Huge, because I grew up on that. But I learned that, right? And I granted myself that grace. So I definitely say just start simple, start small, and be like, I'm breathing, I'm a black, alive. Sorry, <laughs> I'm alive. <laughs> I'm breathing, I'm alive, and that's all that matters. Yes, I think that's a huge tip to um, take away because yeah. there were moments where I was like, in my, in my darkest phase, where I was like, I do not want to wake up in the morning. Mm-hmm. Like, literally don't want to be able to breathe in the morning. Yeah. And so the next day, obviously, obviously I woke up, guys. <laughs> but yeah. um, just knowing that there was still breath in my lungs and that that for me meant mm-hmm. you're not finished. Yeah. Whatever it is, like, you may be in this moment right now. Yeah. But I feel like God loves me too much to let me go mm-hmm. through something without it having a purpose. So that dark phase that you're going through right now, if you're watching this, that dark phase that you're going through right now or that you may go through in the future, it's for a purpose. Like, I went through all of that. Maya went through all she went through so that we could both be here right now, so that you could be here right now watching this. And I think if, like, you don't take anything else away from this conversation, that's something to take away is that the breath in your lungs is for a purpose. You might be in a dark moment right now and yeah. someone sees you like you know how when you're walking in the store and you smile at someone yeah like you might smile at someone and they're going through hell yeah. and that smile is like wow that just made my day a little brighter so just go through life knowing that that your breath and your life and you have a purpose yeah 
Yes. Okay. That was good. <laughs> but I did want to um, open up the floor because I didn't have any more questions. But if you had anything else to share, you can. And if anyone has questions, you can drop them in the comments. Yeah, I mean, definitely for me in terms of mental health, especially for women of color, um, is being, you know, we talked again about those yesterday, talked about those Tuesday, just being intentional in your journey and understanding not everyone is going to be part of that aspect of your journey. Mm -hmm. um, and again, it's going back to your platform, the Freedom Romance, it's creating that freedom, is that intentionality. And I absolutely love that. And I love the opportunities that you provide for so many women to talk about their freedom um, and to really explore what their freedom means to them because it's very, very personal. So understanding that and, you know, same goes with your mental health. Agreed. I keep talking about where you can find freedom. So I think today I'm going to say that you can find freedom in healing. Yeah, I think that's where I'm going to go with that. But I do not see any viewer questions. Someone said Exodus 23, and I'm going to read that. Okay. Um, what verse? Or is it like the whole chapter? <laughs> yeah, let us know down below. Oh, 2325. All right. And it says, oh, okay. Worship the Lord your God and his blessing will be on your food and water. I will take away sickness from among you. Mm -hmm. Yes. And my mom talks about that a lot. She talks about like, even mm -hmm. in your dark moments, worship him because I mean, she just tells me to do it, so I do it, and I do notice that it he heals, so it can yeah. get better. No, that, that is so um, important, and I, I like to say, like, people always think worship is just singing and just gospel music, but worship could be prayers, it could be crying out to him, it could be journaling, whatever it is for you. I like to say everything in terms of your faith and your walk with God is super personal, um, and I, I definitely think worshiping him and and I don't know if it was, who was it? It was my friend. She was talking about something. And she literally said the best thing. She said, your relationship with God is like a partnership. Mm. And understanding that there needs to be work to be done in order to see the fruits of that relationship, to see the fruits of that partnership. And it's not like a give, give, give relationship with God. It's like give and take. That's why you tithe, right? Yeah. Like you're serving his kingdom and i think that it's super important you know if you are again on your mental health journey you're a christian definitely find solace in his word but understanding that his word is beyond the book you know the bible yeah it can be in like one of my favorite songs is by israel it's jesus at the center i love that because that's literally everything that i feel you know, has really saved me is like Jesus is at the center of it all. And if I keep him there, like everything else just doesn't matter. Right. And another verse um, is Revelations 21, 4. That has saved me one too many times. Mm 
I mean, when I'm in the darkest of darkest moments and I'm thinking and I'm having those suicidal thoughts, mm -hmm. I cite those over and over and over and over again. It is the most comforting thing. I know for some people it may not be comforting because revelations can sometimes not be the most comforting. Right. <laughs> yes. But that one, I don't know if you have it pulled up, but that one. I do. So this is the new international version. Okay. But it says, he will wipe every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death, or mourning, or crying, or pain. For the old order of things has passed away. Yeah. I love that because it just reminds me that, again, things are temporary. And again, like you're talking about, like, you know, everything going away. But I'm talking about if you t apply it to your life. Your finances can change. Yeah. Your tears can be tears of laughter instead of tears of sadness. And understanding that things can be taken from you just as quickly as you've been put into that situation. And so when I'm hearing that, I hear it as, one, I have not eternal, eternal damnation, but I'm going to one day be with God, God willing, right? And then also he's going to remove whatever I can't carry. And yes. that's why they always say, drop it at his feet. And again, like when I'm reciting those words, I always say, God, I'm dropping it. Like, I can't do this. Because my strength, human strength will not get you through. Wow. I don't care what nobody says, but your human strength will not get you through anything. That's only God. There, and I always tell people, you have to realize everything that you've done, it has been because of God. He has blessed you to put you in those situations. He's blessed us to put us in this situation to be on this live. That's not us, right? He's right. Because he's provided us those tools, that awareness to be in this situation. 100% agree. Um, PJ Morton has a song called Let Go. Well, a lot mm -hmm. of artists have, you know, done renditions yeah. of it. But he did one with the Walls group and mm -hmm. Raya, one of the Walls group singers, mm -hmm. when she did her verse, she literally said, take your hand off of it and let God be God. Mm. So, like, sometimes we'll try to fix things on our own. Yeah. And God is like, if you just place it at my feet and let me mm -hmm. do what I do because I am God, then, yeah. you know, I'll work it out. But sometimes we're like, we want to rush it. We want to mm -hmm. fix it ourselves. And we can ultimately end up doing more damage by doing that. So, yeah. Yes. I completely agree. Completely agree. But I have loved this conversation with you. <laughs> it was so amazing. Um, I hope everyone who watched this got something out of it. Mm -hmm. And I do want to ask you, I always ask um, my guests when I interview them on IG Live mm -hmm. to like, if you want to shout out your platform, I know we talked about your platform, mm -hmm. or if you want to um, shout out another platform that could guide them in their mental health journeys, then you have the time now. Yeah, okay. So I definitely love to share and amplify the voices of other communities and other amazing people. Dr. Ebony um, online, that's her, you know, her platform. Um, I can send it to you, Courtney, so you can just tag her. But Dr. Ebony, actually, give me a second. I'm going to show you. Um, because I believe in this so much. I have her therapy cards. Ooh. Right? So you pick um from the therapy cards and they're different 
different categories, if you notice, like different things. And then you just pick from it and you see what comes out of it. So like we have a mindset card here. So this is by a black woman. She's actually about to launch her teen card. Um, so just 14. So if you're a little bit younger, but these therapy cards are absolutely amazing. On the back of them, you can write something. Um, and they're just so great. And it's just look at that. Just the design. It's just amazing. I have black woman, y'all. It's just amazing. So I am going to shout her out. Awesome. Well, I will definitely put her information in the description as well as yours. But um, thank you so much, everyone who watched. And thank you again, Maya, for your time. I love having conversations with you. Yes, girl. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. But um, until next time, that is all. All right. Bye. Bye.